And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm delighted to be joined again on the show by the Mead PRO, Mr. Kieran Flynn. This week on the show we're going to be going through an action-packed weekend of championship football and uh, obviously we'll be having a look back at myself and Kieran's predictions for the three championships last weekend. We're going to have a quick discussion about the Mead Miners' loss to Galway in the Electric Ireland um, Minor All-Ireland semi-final on Saturday and we're going to have a quick look ahead to this this week's senior hurling championship, but I suppose, Kieran, uh, before we get on to it, uh, how was your weekend? Well, unfortunately, yeah, the minor, the minor match is still a bit sore, but uh, I don't know if talking about it's going to be better. <laughs> You're my therapist; it's the first time I've spoken about it since the game. So well, it I'm could be to, difficult. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes as yeah. well before we bring it up. I know it, uh, everybody uh, in Mead is still hurting from that loss. It was a disappointing result, but as I said, we will come back to that in a few minutes. We're going to start off this weekend or this this uh, um, podcast with the junior championship results. From the weekend, I'm going to just give you the, the results and then we're going to have a look back at the tables and how they stand now. So, Drumcondra took on Clonmagale in um, uh, in Kilberry and it was Clonmagale who won this on a scoreline of 2.15 to 8 points. Clonard and Moyla met in Kildalki and Moyla came out um, the right side of a one-point victory, uh, winning 2.11 to Clonard's two goals and 10. St Bridget's took on Carna Ross in Ballinlock, Carna Ross flying high at the top of their group winning this one on a scoreline of 217 to St Bridget's two goals and eight St Vincent's and Cortown met in Redkenny and Vincent's come out on top um, scoring 114 to Cortown's five points a disappointing result there for Cortown um, Athboy saw um, the meeting of Minalty and Beliver and Beliver um, really ran away with this one 315 to Minalty's one goal and four then Dunsany took on Kilmainham, uh, Kilmainham Wood uh, that was played in Bective. It was uh, a little bit closer to Dunsany than the last time these teams met, I believe. Um, and it was Dunsany who came away with a two-goal victory, three goals and ten to one goal and ten. Then in Group C, uh, this, these games were played on the Tuesday night, the last uh, of, of last week. We did our podcast on that day. It was Centralstown taking on O'Mahony's and they won on a scoreline of three goals and 15 to Navin O'Mahony's one goal and four. Gail Column Kill took on Screen and Screen won this one on a scoreline of 13 points to eight. St Peter's Dunboyne took on Wolf Tones and won that one uh, also on a scoreline of 2.16 to 1.13. Dunshockland beat Summerhill on a scoreline of 3.14 
to 113. Uh, and then also, that was round four. Then in round five, because Group C has eight teams in it, they have to play two championship matches uh, in the space of a, a week. So um, Gail Colum Kill were then taking on St. Peter's Dunboyne, and Dunboyne won this convincingly on a scoreline of 315 to uh, uh, 10 points. O'Mahony's were beaten by Dunshockland, 320 to 8 points. Wolf Tones beat Centralstown on a scoreline of 214 to 16. And Screen took on Summerhill, and it was Summerhill who came away uh, victorious on a scoreline of 3 goals and 8 to 1 goal and 9. So that leaves us, we're going to go back up and have a look at the tables. I might get a breath of fresh air as well, because that was a lot of matches to go through. But it leaves the tables... Uh, looking a little bit um, easier to read, I suppose, going into the last round of Championship Games next week. Absolutely. So we, we have some clear um, front runners that are going to be in the quarterfinals. I think from looking at Group A, the three teams we predicted doing very well have qualified. Canaross with eight, the Bridges with six points, Milo with six points. It's just leap up to Clonard, Clonagale and Dumcondrat. Obviously, they want to get points just to ensure that Dumcondrat stay at the bottom of Group A. So I think it's going to be interesting now to see Ken Ross, I think, as we said, frontrunners for championship, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they really are. We've, we've definitely said that from the start, that Ken Ross are a team that look very, very strong in that junior championship. Um, the last round uh, games in that, we'll see Clonard taking on Drumcondra, Clonagale taking on St. Bridget's, and Karen Ross taking on Myla. So I suppose uh, the toughest assignment there is for Myla if they wanted to get into a second place to, for going into the uh, quarterfinals, um, they'd have to beat the top team, which is Karen Ross, and I suppose Karen Ross will just want to keep their winning mentality going. Absolutely, and, and we saw from the potential placings in the quarterfinals, it's kind of an awkward one. You don't know, you can end up playing the second team, sorry, the second place team, or you can end up playing the first place team in a different group. So yeah. it's a matter of you, you want to win your games in Championship. I think Karen Ross want to guarantee their first place. I think Karen Ross have beaten both of those teams anyway, so it'll come to head to head, they'll remain on top, I think. Mm -hmm. Bar the Bridges and Mile both win, and then Karen Ross will go to score difference. But um, again, well, they're well, very well, convincingly ahead on that too. They are indeed, but Mile are playing Karen Ross, so if it was yeah. a case that Mile beat Karen Ross by a point, the, the score difference, as yeah. you said, wouldn't come into yeah, it. Head -to -head and Mile would, would go through uh, uh, above Karen Ross and head to head. But uh, just so that everybody knows as well, there's three groups, Group A, Group B and Group C, and it's three teams, this is for all championships, this is for senior, intermediate and junior, three teams from each group go through to uh, the next round. There's a preliminary quarter-final, and that sees the teams from Group C and, and uh, Group B, the third place team from Group B and C play each other in a preliminary quarter-final to play the winners of Group A, and that goes for all three championships. And then the winner of Group B will play second place in Group C, and the winner of Group C will play the third place in Group, in, uh, group A. And then the last game sees uh, second place in Group B taking on second place in Group A. Am I right in that, Kieran? Absolutely. So, yeah. so for my, just take the Myla, we'll take one example. Like Myla, will hoping to finish in A2, definitely, because they'll play B2. Because yeah. I think if they play C1, they're going to play in St. Peter's Dunboyne, and that's not a team you want to probably play so early. You want to get them as long as possible, and hopefully they weaken themselves, but that hasn't happened since. But it, it looks like it's going to be a good championship. Them teams are going to come out. It's going to get... Helter Skelter in the knockout stages. It is indeed. And looking at Group B, we see that Beliver are sitting at the top of the table, also on maximum points. St Vincent's are on seven. Dunsany and Malnalty are both on four. So they're going to be fighting it out 
for the third place position in that group um, and it's going to go down to the last day, Kieran. Absolutely, so a draw or a win will do it for Dunsany. So the, it's just it's what people want, the clear goal. All you got to do is get one point better than Minolte or get the draw and you're through. So Bolivar, as we said, they've been very strong. St Vincent's have to play them, so you'd imagine Bolivar going to win that. Yeah. And the Vincent's will finish in second and... Well, with a bit of bias, some say they'll sneak in third place. Yeah, well, that's looking looking at it. It's it's interesting that the four teams that are still um, uh, in, in in position to get through to the quarterfinals um, in Group B, all are they're all taking taking each other on in, in round five. Dunsany uh, taking on Minalti. That's third v fourth. And uh, Beliver taking on St Vincent's, that's uh, first v second. So really, really looking uh, to be, that's the group, I suppose, that everybody will be watching on the last day of the championship. And then obviously in, in uh, Group C, the, the group that sees all the second teams from the senior clubs, um, St Peter's and Boyne are qualified uh, on 10 points. Um, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, they've, sorry. Well, yes, yeah, sorry, in Group C, just Kieran's pointing it out to me that there is two more rounds in, in there, Group C. The group and round six is tomorrow evening, the oh, 15th. Right. So. Yeah, um, so so after tomorrow night, we'll know an awful lot more. But Dunboyne look to uh, uh, to be qualified as as group winners. Dunshockland are on eight points in second place, and Wolf Tones are on six points in third. Summerhill on five points in fourth. So there's still four points up for grabs in that uh, division and we'll know more about that tomorrow night but it does look like St Peter's and Boyne Dunshockland and Wolf Tones or Summerhill or maybe Centralson will go through to, um, uh, from Group C so that's the Junior Championship looking very healthy at the moment so it is um, we're going to move on now to the um, Intermediate Championship I'm just going to get it up here on the screen in front of me and uh, um, just as well, we'll just our our, our um, prediction competition that we did, Kieran, myself and yourself. Yeah, you've been shocking quiet with that so far. Yeah, I I, 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 kind of uh, was going to skip across it. Basically, looking back at our uh, predictions from last week um, in the junior championship, you got two wrong in the junior championship, and I got um, looking down through it here. I got three wrong. And then, it, but but did I get all the real matches? I would say not. The second team in football was where I was fell down, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that would be your that would have been your biggest mistake. So yeah, so I, I I wouldn't just on a political kind of point of principle. They're only second team football, so <laughs> yeah. I think actually you got two wrong and I got two wrong in the junior championship. Looking, but I got all the, the real junior games. You did. Covers, so. Then just in, for the in, in the intermediate, you got one, two, three, three wrong, and I got one, two, three, four. Five six wrong in the in the um, love me intermediate football I must in say. the intermediate and, <laughs> and I talked myself out of two of them as well. <laughs> you did, and then looking at the senior now this is where you let yourself down a little bit here. So it is, Kieran. Well, you've in the, the senior you, in the senior you got uh, one two uh, uh, three wrong altogether. Now I got three wrong as well in the um in the senior um but uh, i was i was disappointed with with your showing in in in, in the in the senior well it's only the i must i must get on to the wolf tones i've forgotten how many lads they had on holidays that, I, that's the one i left behind me <laughs> i didn't do my research enough i thought they'd be back from their holidays 
There's too many lads injured in the way. I should have known better. <laughs> like the song goes, I should have known better. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to move on. Um, that's our predictions. Uh, uh, for We'll do them again next week yeah. when the championship is on again. So on, like on next week's um, podcast, we will be giving you our predictions. And again, if you want to get involved, send us your predictions for uh, the junior championship, intermediate championship and senior championship, or whichever championship, uh, if you just want to... I suppose, uh, section it off and do one championship, that's up to yourself. But let's see um, uh, who knows the most about uh, the GEA in yeah. Mead. I suppose, Kieran, you're winning at the moment. You're well ahead of well, me. Well, winner of two. It's not too bad. It's still, still ahead of you, though. That's yeah, bad. you got, overall, you got six wrong and I got nine wrong out of 28 games. So it's not bad. You got about a 78% yeah. return on that. And, and it was the, them one or two, as I said, I'm, I'm kind of not They could have brought you up. They yeah. could have brought yeah. you up. Yeah, they just didn't suit you. No. They just didn't suit you. So, in the intermediate, we're just going to look back at the results. Um, Nobber took on uh, Waterstown, and it was Waterstown who got the win in this one, 115 to 113. Myself and Kieran had both tipped Nobber to win that game. Um, St. Michael's took on Trim, and it was Trim who won it by three points. It was 115 to one goal and 12. That game played in that boy. St. Dalton's taking on Ballinabracchi, and St. Dalton's, in fairness, who've been struggling all year, put up a bit of a fight against the top team in their division in their group um, and lost by six points it was 2-14 to Ballinabracchi two goals and eight to St Dalton's that was played in Kildalki Drumbara took on Kilmainham and it was ended up in a draw one goal and ten to two goals and seven that game was played in uh, Park Column Kill in Kells great to see it being used um, interestingly enough I was just talking to somebody from Drumbara um, Mr Sean Caffrey and he was saying that Drumbara were six points up with maybe 10 minutes to go in that game and uh, Kilmainham coming back and snatching a draw from the uh, um, from the jaws of defeat. So um, a really good end to that game for Kilmainham. Dundry, two goals and nine. Sidden, 18 points. A surprise loss there for Dundry. Both of us had picked Dundry as well to win that game. Longwood, one goal and 19. Mead Hill, seven points. A surprise uh, in the... In the, in the um, in the deficit there, like in the in, in the size of the of the defeat there for Mead Hill, I wouldn't have expected that. You did tip Longwood. I went with Mead Hill. Not by as much, though, I would admit. I would have been two yeah. or three points. Is all I would have said. Yeah, it was a really good win for Longwood, who are really playing well this year. Uh, Delique Belliestown, twelve points. Ballinlock, thirteen points. It was Ballinlock stealing that one point victory in screen. Uh, Bechtov, uh, one goal and eleven. Dunmore Ashburn, one goal and eight. That was in Rathout. And then Oldcastle, two goals and eleven. Castletown eight points. Both of us had predicted Oldcastle to win. Uh, just looking at those results there um, as well. The the Drumbara uh, Kilmainham one we discussed, but Dundry and Sidden. Um, I suppose m- myself and yourself both would have had Dundry down as 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 a team to watch. Um, they're now gone into fourth place in their uh, in their group in Group B, and it was a bit of a surprise uh, loss for Dundry. Yeah, we we talked about Dundry being definitely a major contender for the championship. I know they don't need to be reminded they're they're more disappointed than anyone. But it just comes in that they have to play Mead Hill now in the last game, and that's pretty much a shoot off for that third spot at the yeah. moment. So it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be it's going to be a good game to watch. That Mead Hill won't go out without a fight. And you, but you just imagine Dundry are going to bring a bit to it. You imagine they just have too much class for it. But 
obviously it's not as simple to predict <laughs> all, no. you know. So it isn't. It's 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 uh, fifteen men against fifteen men, as the old cliche says, and and it all depends on if it's your day or not. Looking at Group A, Balnebracki are sitting in the top with eight points. Trim on six points in second place. And um, both teams qualified for the quarterfinals. Uh, it's a shootout then between Nobber and St Michael's. Who can get the points on the board? Or St Dalton's or Waterston. Um, uh, three. Those four teams still. Uh, can qualify in Group A. Um, three points um, for Nobber, three points for St Michael's, two points for St Dalton's, and two points for Waterstown. So that uh, group, the third place, all up for grabs. Looking at Group B, Sidden with that victory over Dundry go to the top of the table. They're on six points. Um, Longwood are on six points also, but the score difference doesn't make a difference on that one because Sidden beat Longwood on the head-to-head. They sit at the top of the table. And then, as we said, Mead Hill on five points. Dundry on four points. It's going to be a shootout between the two of them for that third spot um, on the last day of the championship. And then in Group C, Ballinlock, with their win, go to the top of the table um, again. They beat Bechtivur in second place, so they're ahead of them on head-to-head. And then Dulik, Oldcastle and Dunamore Ashburn, all on four points. So it's going to come down to the last day for uh, a lot of those t- teams. Castletown on uh, the foot of that table on zero points. So again, that intermediate championship is looking, it's looking like the last day is going to be hectic. It's serious. I'm just, I'm just looking at that Group C, especially as a kind of early prediction. I think it's going to come down to the winner of Bechtiv and Delik. I think potentially Banlock and Oldcastle will get the wins, but that Bechtiv Delik game will be some some going. That'll be a tough one. Yeah. That'll be a winner take all fixture, pretty much. So this could be a good one. The intermediate is proven tight, and I think that's what supporters want to see. I think the intermediate championship has been nearly more. Um, Competitive. Well, more by supporters, there's been more people at these, some of these intermediate games and some of our senior games. The intermediate seems to be just, for some reason, getting very competitive. Teams seem to be very similar levels, mm-hmm. being good, bad, or indifferent. They just seem to be very competitive games. So, definitely interesting ones. Shame we can't put them all one after the other and just go to them all. Yeah. <laughs> 28 hours in a row. We can exactly, do that. yeah, yeah. A marathon of football in Park Dodgeon. Pass it on to the CCC. They could, they, with lights now, why not play 28 games in a row in Park Dodgeon? Well, that's, uh, have we got and the a lights? Fiver in, and a fiver in. <laughs> a fiver for 28 games. Yeah, you can't do much brilliant. better than that. Great value, and I think that's something that you should bring up at the next CCC me- yeah. uh, meeting in Park Dodgeon. <laughs> I'd say you're going to be the flavour of the month after that, so yeah. I'd say so. Just so don't we're going get, we'll, to get Stewart's, I'd say. We're going to move on now to the Fairy House Steel senior. Championship um, and results from last weekend. Uh, Dunshockland one goal and nine. Dunamore Ashburn one goal and fifteen. That game played in Rathout. Simonstown two goals and sixteen. Blackhall Gales nine points. That game in Trim. St Peter's Dunboyne twenty one points. Centralstown one goal and twelve. Played in Ashburn. Curraha won nine. Nafina 15 points. That was one of the games that I had predicted uh, wrongly. Uh, Screen won goal in 13. Gail Collum kill uh, 15 points. Um, uh, Gut wrenching loss there for Gail Collum kill, who seemed to have that game under control as well. And uh, Screen coming back to um, beat them by that solitary point. And uh, not only that, but to add salt to the wound of losing the, the League Division 1 final to screen only a couple of weeks before that. Rathout 4-13, Wolf Tones 2-11, a game played in Park Tolchum. St Pat's 13 points, St Colum Kills 1-14, so um, St Colum Kills coming away with a, um, a four-point victory over their uh, near rivals there over in Stamullen. 
and that game was played in Dulik. And then Minalvi, one goal and eight. Rat Kenny, uh, 11 points. A draw that game also played in Park Tolchin. So it leaves Group A um, that uh, the top three teams have all qualified now. Um, obviously, the last round game sees Simonstone taking Dunamore. Uh, taken on Dunamore Ashburn. Simonstown are currently in second place in score difference. Dunamore Ashburn in third. So the winner of that will leapfrog the other team, obviously, and go um, into that second place. I suppose you don't want to really be in B, in, in, in A3. Um, of uh, uh, You don't want to be in third place of Group A because you end up playing the winner of Group C. So um, both teams will tr be trying to avoid that third place. But... All three teams, as I said, are qualified for the quarterfinals. Uh, Blackhall Gales are sitting at the foot of that table on zero points there at the minute in the relegation uh, position. Um, in Group B, Screener on six points, Summerhill are on four points, Gale Column Killer on four points, Nafina are on four points, and O'Mahony's are on three points. Of course, Summerhill and O'Mahony's game from the weekend was. Uh, cancelled due to a bereavement in Navan O'Mahony's and that game is due to be played this evening. Mm -hmm. um, I, I believe the replay is on tonight or, or the rescheduled game of Summerhill and Navan O'Mahony's is being played tonight. So that will reshape that table a little bit after that result. It'll reshape it in some way, shape or form that if uh, O'Mahony's win, they will go into second place in the, in, in, in the group. And if O'Mahony's lose... Um, and Summerhill wins, Summerhill will join screen on maximum points at the top of the table. Um, in Group C, um, it is Ratote sitting pretty at the top of the table, having uh, only dropped one point in the championship. They're on seven points. St. Column Kills are on six points. Wolf Tones are on four points. Ratkenny are on three. And Minalvi are on three points. So again, it's a little bit wide open. Ratote are qualified for a quarterfinals. Um, but it's going to be between Wolf Tones, Rakeni, and Minalvi for that last place in that group. I think St. Column Kills are also uh, qualified for a quarter final of some state, of some shape or, uh, or form. So again, it, it, the only group that's sorted is Group A. All three teams know that they're qualified. Group B, again, it's wide open. Um, St. Peter's, or sorry, um, Screen um, are on six points, and are qualified, I think, for a quarter final. I think so, yeah, yeah. They will Who did they play in their last round match? Screener playing the Matinees in the last game. Well then they're not guaranteed. No, if they win well They're not guaranteed because if Summerhill win they'll go into second and then if O'Mahonies were to beat them they would go above them. Yeah, um, five, yeah. It's, it's gonna be tight enough up there. It's gonna be very tight. Like it's it's uh, it's very hard to see who's gonna qualify from that group. That's a, a brilliant looking group going into the last round of uh, games. And also then in group C, Ratot and St. Column Kills are guaranteed quarterfinal spots. But it's a Minalvi, Rakenny and Wolf Tones and, fighting and it out. The Tones are last. playing Rakenny in the last game. Exactly, so, so it's 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 uh, it's and Minalvi winner takes Pat, all. So. And Minalvi taking on St. Pat's, but then will it go to a head to head? It was head to head of two teams, and it's scoring difference yeah. if there's three teams involved. So, so it's going to be tight at the end, as we predicted. We have two, we have five teams out of nine uh, in the senior championship that we know are going to be in quarterfinals, and there's still four positions up for up for grabs. So it's a. Uh, it's again those games are going to be played yeah. not this weekend coming they're going to be played the following oh, week we'll do our predictions on them next week um, but uh, looking at it it's going to be 
It's going to be a great last week of the championship. And again, we don't know when those games are going to be fixed. I think there's something... No, we'll have our predictions next visit. week and we have our, our fixtures. We have to ask the Pope if he's available to yeah. throw the ball in at a game or two. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe he could bless my uh, predictions list as well so he could have a bit of holy well, water. He's not. He's not a miracle man. He's, he's, only, the, he's only the voice on earth. He's not <laughs> God himself now. I think um, maybe I've got a, I've got the direct line. Maybe that's why I'm doing so well. I think that's. And what I think it is. as well. I was when I was checking them results. I think you might have accredited a loss in the senior. I only got two wrong in the senior. You two said I got three. So when I get your sums up Ooh. again, I could be could be at eighty percent. Be very close to eighty percent. Might have to check that out again. So we might. But yeah, uh, um, just looking down through it now, it's uh, making it very interesting for that last round of championship games in the senior championship. I think again, it's it's something now. It's going to be like obviously them games have to be played at the same time. Mm-hmm. The groups, each group has to be played at the same time as each other. So it'll be interesting to see how the CCC can get them all in. What way they're going to do it? Are they going to play all senior games at the same time? Maybe on a Saturday night, seven o'clock? Are they going to play them on the Friday, the Thursday? We're always we always wait close to the phone or the emails in the modern sense to see when they'll be on. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be. You might be able to see as many games this time because of that reason, but there still will be a lot of games you can get to at the weekend, mm-hmm. especially your own, and get to your own club game as much as you can. Like Absolutely. and Some cracking games to finish some, off. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's just uh, it's brilliant to see so many um, quarter-final spots still up for grabs in all three championships, junior, senior, and or junior, intermediate, and senior. So um, we're looking forward to that. Um, I suppose that's, look, that's the predictions, that's the um, results, that's the tables done for the football we're going to have a quick chat about um, the Mead Miners' um, defeat to Galway. Are you ready to discuss it? Are you okay to discuss I just discuss heard the phone now? ringing there the other room there. I just have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a disappointing day out for the Mead Miners um, in, in Crow Park on Saturday. Um, defeat to Galway. Leading by uh, uh, five points at half time um, or four points at half time. You know, they... They were very, I suppose at that age, it's hard for 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 teams to 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 I suppose deal with with, with everything that's going on. But they they were in a winning position, and just in the second half, when Galway seemed to get on top a little bit, um, Mead didn't have the answer. They just they panicked a little bit, and it was probably I thought that they were a better team, but they gave the ball away too much uncontested in the second half and, and Galway's counter-attacking style just it suited them down to the ground Yeah it's just I know on behalf of everyone in the county board and everyone that support that team throughout the year like we couldn't have asked for much more in, in regards to preparation and their approach like the, these young men and the management team Joe Trainer, the lads were serious out for this year and they really brought such a professionalism to it that's the thing that's most disappointing about it because it just seemed to not go their way it just seemed to be, as you said, give the ball away. There was a hand pass on, and there was a hand pass on in two different directions. And they always chose the one that was the worst option. Yeah. They kicked it when they should have passed it. They hand passed when they should have kicked it. it just everything went the opposite to them. And, and Galway, Galway had set up very defensively, and, and yeah. a lot of the time when we lost the ball was when we tried to bring it back into the middle, yeah. uh, in around the, the, the D. Um, between they were the 45 and the D. They yeah. were choking that area up, and they had men, and they just seemed to just... Come, come, run now! Take the ball on, and and they were able to get their like, scores. Like our scoring, our scoring was up near this similar. Ironically, to my predictions, around seventy eight percent was the kicking the uh, scoring for Mead. The Galway score was quite actually low. I think they missed. I think it was nearly in the fifties or close to it. And their free taker missed five in a row. So could have maybe could have went a bit even worse if if he had clicked on the day because he's one of the better lads at number five. Yeah. 
but it just didn't go as well for us. Like we scored good goals, but then the goals we conceded, our lads wouldn't be happy with how we did it and losing them out the field. Was, yeah, that was it. And the kickouts, we seemed to be dominating, and Key McBride, who's, who's definitely going to be one for the future, just couldn't catch it as well as he had. Like it was up in our man, torrential rain, and he was catching the ball easily. Yeah. And he was smiting lads out of his way. But see, there was a few off the ball antics as well. I noticed that. Yeah, go with the homework done in this meet team. They were game. pulling and dragging Keane off the ball and trying to disrupt him. And maybe the linesman or someone should have been watching it, maybe off the ball, because it is hard, no matter how good you are, to catch the ball and there's lads pulling and dragging you. But he just probably, he probably didn't get enough, like play enough for it and try and maybe get a free or two, maybe early on to let the ref know. It was too honest. On. And he went up to catch them and he was getting to the ball, it just wasn't sticking. Yeah. That was just a luck thing. But it's definitely a team, but we just have to find a way now from a county board kind of coaching strategy. How do we get the last three or four good teams we've had, like the under-20s who were good this year, how do we bring the 20s to the, the 16s or in the Jerry Riley semi-final next week in Slough? Mm-hmm. How do we get them four or five years together training and pushing them on to senior? Because that's all that really matters. Like that's Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, it's, it's all about your senior team. And we'd have had relative success at, at Leinster level over the last couple of years with under-16, with uh, under-17, with uh, under-19 and under-20. So it's, it's, it's going in the right direction, we have mm. to say that. And, and there seems to be a nice little um, conveyor belt of players coming through. It would just be gutted for these minors, these under-17s. They, they've given us a wonderful, wonderful year so far. And we are so proud of Joe Trainer, um, um, Paul Murphy, Owen uh, Ganley, Paul Nestor, Paddy Gilson and, and their whole team. That's yeah. his backroom team. And the whole team from from the goalkeeper, Sean uh, Brennan, right through to the substitutes, Joseph uh, Moore um, on well, that list and whatever. You they're know, back playing for their club now tomorrow night. Wednesday, exactly. the minor champs is back and... In fairness to Joe as well, if we had won at the weekend, them lads were under instruction to play for their clubs tonight, regardless, win, lose or draw, which I shows, I think, a very mature attitude by management as well. Yeah. This idea of letting lads or restricting lads playing for their clubs is something that is not conducive to a winning team. So I commend Joe, even unfortunately in defeat, like his, his positive and mature attitude to management was, was refreshing, I must say, this year. Yeah, and, and again... We want to thank them for all of their work this year and uh, just to let everyone know that we are so proud of this minor team. And unfortunately, it didn't go their way on Saturday. But look, they'll move on. They will go back to their clubs. They will push themselves on. They'll come back at uh, under-20 level. Um, and uh, uh, I'm sure that there's going to be uh, more silverware for this group of lads if they stick together. So well done um, to Joe Trainer and all his uh, players and his backroom team. So we're going to just finish up now with uh, the Mead Senior Hurling Championship. We're going to just give you the fixtures for this weekend. And uh, I just have them here in front of me. So we, we spoke about the results last week um, on, on the tables um, for, for the Hurling. So um, in round five, Group A of the Senior Championship, we know the story here. It's top four go through to the quarterfinals. Um, and they will be, ju- sorry, top four go through to the next round. Three and four, third and fourth go through to the quarterfinals. First and second are straight through to a semi-final. And the two teams from that uh, Group A that go through to the quarterfinal will play um, the top team and second team from Group B. So in Group A, we're going to see Kil- uh, Kilmesson taking on Rathout. That game is going to be in Dunshotland. All these games, sorry, incidentally, are to be played on Saturday evening, this Saturday evening at 7pm in their designated uh, fields. So it's Trim, uh, sorry, Kilmainham, Kilmesson. 
We'll get this right eventually. <laughs> Kilmessen versus Rathout in Dunshockland. Kiltail v Kilion in Trim. Um, and Kildalki v St. Peter's Dunboyne. And that's in Park Tolchin. All those games, as I said, at 7pm on Saturday. And I suppose the one that we'll be looking at there will be Kiltail and Kilion. Um, Kilion sitting at the top of the table. Kiltail in that fourth position at the moment on three points. Needing a win. Because if St. Uh, Peter's Dunboyne or Kilmessen win their games, they can jump up above them into that fourth position. I wouldn't be, I'd be shocked and sad if Kiltail didn't get through, wouldn't it? So from a Kilmessen point of view, you know, <laughs> only God knows. But I, I just said, I wouldn't be surprised, unfortunately, if the table stayed identical to where it is. From a Kilmessen point of view, I know we, we talked about predictions last time, but it's going to be very hard to see that change too dramatically. Yeah. I think probably the four best teams potentially are in them spots. So Well, basically, if Kiltail can beat... Um, if Kiltail can beat Kilion, that that's that sorts out that group. It yeah. means that St Peter's Dunboyne or Kilmessen ha- can't get to uh, yeah. the relative points that they would need. Uh, if Kiltail lose that that fourth position is a up chance. for grabs. Yeah, there's a chance. So um, then looking at uh, Group B, and again this is round five. These games all being played at seven p.m. on Saturday evening as well. It is. Dundery v Boards Mill, that game has been played in Kildalki. Trim v O'Mahony's is in at Boy, and uh, Blackhall Gales v Longwood is being played in Dundery. And the only game of any interest there is the Trim O'Mahony's game because it is second versus third. Trim in second, O'Mahony's in third, and the winner of this game books their place in a quarter final of the senior championship. Uh, Longwood already uh, guaranteed top spot in that group um, uh, on eight points having won all four games so actually Longwood having some year at both football and at Hurling um, as we talked multiple times we said it it's nearly the same panel for both yeah uh, and incidentally just as well on, on the Longwood game in in, uh, in the junior championship I was speaking to somebody who was at that game and they said that they played absolutely uh, phenomenal football um, Ennis and Lynch were to the fore and then Mickey Burke playing out around the middle of the field was brilliant and I'm sure that these lads will probably be all togging out again this weekend for the hurlers well, I, as I said I think they're going to be very hard to beat in that intermediate football championship and I think the the way it's set up for the senior hurling I think they might struggle with they're obviously going to probably they're going to, well they're going to win that group B but they're, they're going to struggle against a Kildaki or a Kildale or whoever they'll play but at the same time it's very hard to rule a team out that's winning like that's it. The team that's going to finish in fourth place in the senior is there because they've lost maybe one or two games, while Longwood will probably be going in with five unanswered wins. Like they're going straight in, bang, bang, bang. So they'll be looking for the sixth win. Like, and then you never know when it's your Leicester City. I don't know, they could just go all the way. But I think Longwood are well capable of. Like it's not that long ago they were in the county final. I think it was 2012. I think they were in the county final. Uh-huh. Messing bet them. They were a good team then. Some lads are still playing from that team, so they'll be hard bet. Yeah, wouldn't uh, want to bet against them. No, like, absolutely not. Like you did last week. Yeah, well, like I did, <laughs> obviously, yeah, I'll not be backing against them again. Uh, I definitely won't be putting money on them. But uh, um, uh, looking at the second place in that group as well, like Omani's taking on Trim. That it's the only game of any relevance in in Group B really over the weekend. And um, Omani's who. Um, won the Intermediate Championship last year, have some fine hurlers on the team. Um, probably an ageing team, I would say, um, coming up against Trim. The probably age profile of O'Matney's is probably what will hold them back from uh, from going uh, further in the Senior Championship. Yeah, like Trim have a, have had been a Premier Force and Juvenile for the last 10 years more. 
and the, the likes of the James Tohers and the Douglases mm-hmm. and these lads are going to be back and they're going to be gung-ho to win this. So I think Trim will have enough. As I said, at the very start of the year, you would have had Trim and Longwood definitely the best two in that team. I think we were talking about that being the senior Group B and maybe maybe it is a bit of a step down from Group A, but I think maybe in addition for a county committee to look at maybe what to have maybe a cup for that division as well to win a senior B as well as like don't get me wrong don't separate them from group A but no. I think it'd be nice to see Longwood and Trim maybe play in the final after they're knocked out of the, the main senior mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see them actually get something to play for as well yeah and maybe a shield or something well, like just that just call it senior B or yeah. whatever you want to, and then maybe have the third and fourth team play in a semi-final maybe because there is time because I, I would I would ascertain or guess that Trim and Longwood will lose their quarter-final Therefore, you could play the semi-final of this senior B on the same time as the, the main senior, and you could play the final on maybe the day before the senior, because yeah. the minor hurling final will be on before the main senior. It's especially in a time when there's so much free time for all these fixtures to be added in. But these, be the same. these lads are doing nothing, Kieran. But these lads would be <laughs> playing the same time as if they'd won. So. Oh yeah, I, I know that. But, but, be, be but, they, but they have to go back to their to their clubs to play maybe with the with the football team and stuff like that but as well. But they'll be on hurling weekends. They'll be hurling weekends, oh yeah. Football is only a waste you, of time. Hurling is the way forward. You tell that to the managers of these teams. But the football <laughs> should be, burst all the footballs and have the hardies playing. So that's it, that's. Give them by sticks. Yeah. Um, you have to know what Jerry said. <laughs> burst the footballs. Is that growing more estuaries? That would be the only bit. <laughs> I, I'd say there's a lot of people in Mead who'd disagree with you on that one, but it's trying to keep everybody happy, I suppose, is the thing. Um, so that's it look, uh, for this week's uh, podcast. Uh, Kieran, again, I want to thank you for coming in. Um, it's great to have you here every week doing the podcast with me. We, um, you know, we've the inside, uh, the insider view from the county board on what's happening in the championships, and uh, you're always able to give us that little. Um, nugget of information that we won't be able to get anywhere else. Insider trading, isn't that what they call it? <laughs> and don't forget, of course, the buy a buy a ticket for the house draw. That's a big one. Yeah, we want to. We're going to be pushing that every week. Um, you know the the house draw, the fundraiser for the county board for the development redevelopment of Park Talchin. And um, those tickets are on sale. Get out. To your club, get as on you, to as your. You said we need the lights and parts. You jokingly said that we need the lights and parts. It is, it is on a serious note. It is something that we do lack. Like them senior games are seven o'clock. Like I know we don't really have, especially in the hurling side of the county, we don't have a lot of pitches with lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for hurling you probably should avoid playing under lights as much as possible, but it doesn't give you it's any great crack under the lights. I can tell you, you know, yellow slither, the pink slither like for the half of the cricket, you get, yeah. get a pink ball. <laughs> But it just shows you like it's it's probably a tool that's not in the CCC's arsenal and it makes their job a lot harder. Yeah. Not having a county ground with lights that we can say put maybe two games there on a Friday, maybe at quarter to seven and eight or something like that. It mm-hmm. just restricts things. So buy a ticket, that's all I'll say. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, get out. We, we've spoken about it. We will be speaking about it again on a weekly basis. Three houses for uh, uh, three different draws. 250 euro gets you a ticket for each draw. Um, or a hundred euro a ticket if you just want to go for one draw. Maximum amount of entries per draw is twelve thousand. So you have a twelve thousand to one uh, chance of winning a house worth 
three three hundred and fifty thousand euro. So it's um, maybe even four hundred thousand because they're around Navin and prices are yeah. rising. So again, we want to thank you, the listeners, for listening to our podcast on a weekly basis. If you have anything that you want us to bring up on the, um, the podcast, let us know. If we say something on Twitter that you don't like, let us know. Like if we turn around and say something like, "God, Tyrone beat Navin, beat Mead by a point in Park Tolchin in, in an All Ireland qualifier this year." After extra time in a game that Mead should have won by three points. Um, and uh, look at them now, they're in an All-Ireland final. If you have something to say about that, come on to us here. Get on to us on the Twitter machine and let us know. Again, I just want to say, I did reply to the tweets on, on, on Twitter. I was merely saying that, you know, uh, it's small margins. Uh, referees' decisions can stop you from going to the next round. Uh, of a game or, or of a championship or whatever and Tyrone's championship uh, actually turned that day I was talking to Peter Donnelly one of the selectors with the he's the certain conditioning coach and the selector with Mickey Hart and he was saying with 10 minutes to go in that game Tyrone the, the, they actually thought that they had lost the game and they're when they went into the dressing room in Park Touching that day, they says, no, we don't let this slip. We go again. We are, we're after getting a second bite of the cherry here today with a win over Mead when they shouldn't have won. And now look at them. They're going to be playing on the first of of Sunday in September in, Par in Crow Park against the Dubs in an All-Ireland final. So why couldn't we have that luck? That's mm -hmm. all I'd say. <laughs> Just making me feel worse with the minors now as well. Thanks for that. <laughs> Old wounds and all that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, again, as I said, it's all a bit of crack as well. Look, Opinions are like arseholes. Everyone has one. So, um, and that was just my opinion on on the Tyrone uh, victory over Monaghan on the weekend, getting to an All Ireland final. So, on that note, <laughs> remember, we are me. Why it matters more.